In the Old Covenant, you live by your performance. In the New Covenant, you live by mine. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Chris Valatin. And he is talking to us today about the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant. And how with the New Covenant... Our works don't matter in essence of, you know, getting to heaven or being saved. It's all about what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And isn't that an awesome thing, an awesome blessing that he has saved us by dying on that cross for us to take our sins so that we don't have to work to try to shed that sin anymore, but that he did it. Here's Chris. We're talking about the fact that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, You've heard it said, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, and you'll be like your Father in heaven, who makes it rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And Jesus makes this distinction that in the old covenant, God withheld rain. Remember, he said, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, but hate your enemies. Where did they hear that? They heard that, this is all review, but they heard that in the old covenant. Remember, God sent Joshua into the promised land and told him, kill everybody. Do you remember this? And in fact, the king that gave mercy to another king, King Saul, lost his kingship because he, because he extended mercy to a king that God did not extend mercy to. And so in the old covenant, God absolutely did not have mercy on people who were sinners. As a matter of fact, that's the message of the cross. The reason why we need Jesus is because sin requires judgment to release justice. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he fulfilled justice because God judged Jesus on the cross so he could release mercy. And so Jesus makes this incredible statement of uh, epic transition when he says, you've heard it said, love your neighbor but hate your enemy. But I say to you, um, uh, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. You'll be like your Father in heaven who makes it rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So in the Old Testament, Elijah was able to withhold the rain for three and a half years. Do you remember that? How did Elijah get permission to withhold the rain? Because God said in the uh, law of Moses, if you serve me and you love me and you keep my commandments and you keep my ordinances, all these blessings will follow and there's pages of blessings. He said, but if you don't serve me, if you serve other gods, or if you sin against me, you walk away from me, here are the curses. And one of the curses was, I will withhold the rain. Do you remember that? Now, Jesus said, you've heard it said that love your neighbor but hate your enemy, but I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and you'll be like your Father in heaven who makes it rain on the righteous, and here's the key word, and unrighteous. In other words, there's an epic transition from old covenant to new covenant. What is the transition? Now God reigns on righteous people and unrighteous people. That was a really good point, and for those of you that weren't here last time, that was bad response. So the point is, is that that is a huge epic transition that God actually does nice things for people who don't deserve it. And He can do that because Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins. So Jesus didn't just die for you, He died as you. You were hidden in Christ, and when Jesus died on the cross, He died for you and as you. 
So no longer are you judged by your works, but you're judged by his works. That's why you're hidden in Christ. It's the greatest disappearing act in all of history. So that act of the cross created what the Bible calls a new covenant. A covenant is an agreement. So in the old covenant, you were judged by your works. In the new covenant, you're judged by his works. In the old covenant, you got into heaven by doing everything right. Now, how many of you realize nobody ever did? Which is the point of the old covenant, you need a savior. But the old covenant, God says, okay, you want to get to heaven through your works? Here, keep all these rules. And there was literally hundreds of pages of them. And Isaiah cries out, 500 years before Christ, there's none righteous, not even one. So nobody got in that way. Are you with me? And so, actually, that's the point of the Old Covenant, is to point to the fact that, listen, this is my agreement, God says. If you want to get to heaven, and you want to be righteous, and you don't want to have a relationship with me, but you want to do it through your performance, here's the rules. Nobody could do it through their own performance. No one could do it through the rules. So God says, listen, that's the point. You need a relationship with me, and now I'll make a new covenant. Now we live in a new agreement. Are you with me? We have a new agreement. And how many understand that a covenant is made until death? In other words, when I make an agreement with you, when God made an agreement with Abraham, they, they took a lamb, they cut it in half, and they walked through this lamb, and uh, the blood of this lamb, and said, this is what it said, God, God was saying to Abraham, I make this covenant with you unto death. In other words, God's saying, Abraham, I will keep this covenant unto death. And Abraham was saying to God, God, I will keep this covenant unto death. In other words, you can kill me if I don't keep this agreement. This covenant is unto death. Now, guess what happens when God wants to change a covenant? Well, the covenant's unto death, so what does God have to do? Die. So Jesus dies on the cross so he can change the covenant, because the covenant is unto death. Are you following me? The reason why we take communion, now there are lots of dimensions to taking communion, but Jesus actually said, do this in remembrance of me. The reason why we actually take communion, I mean the primary reason, and I do realize that there, there are lots of different reasons, but the core reason why we, we actually take communion is to remember what side of the cross we live on. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What's he saying? Remember that you're living on this side of this covenant. You're living in the new covenant, not in the old covenant. Because in the old covenant, you lived by your performance. In the new covenant, you live by mine. Are you following me? Okay, and, and this, is all, this is all just repeat, but how many of you understand that there's a difference between mercy and grace? Mercy and grace are not the same thing. Mercy means you didn't get what you deserved. Grace means that you got what you didn't deserve. So, and I gave this example, I've actually heard it uh, years ago from somebody else, but if you're going along 100 miles an hour in a 50 mile an hour zone, and a police officer pulls you over and he doesn't give you a ticket, that's mercy. You didn't get what you deserve. Are you following me? So, on one hand, we received mercy, but how many understand that we got saved by faith through grace? Okay, so, if you're going along 100 miles an hour and a police officer pulls you over in a 50 mile an hour zone and instead of giving you a ticket, he gives you a thousand dollar bill for speeding, that's grace. Grace means you didn't, not only did you not get what you deserved, but you got what you didn't deserve. 
And if you think that that example is extravagant, think what it's like when God gave you heaven and seated you in heavenly places and gave you eternal life and put you in charge of the universes when you didn't deserve it. When you deserve judgment and he gave you grace. But the point is this, is that we received mercy and grace in Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 5.43, I quote, it says that God makes it rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So the cross, this is a question that someone just emailed me. Did the cross just change heaven's perspective of Christians, people who receive Christ, or did it change heaven's perspective of earth? And I would propose to you that God so loved the world, it doesn't say God so loved Christians. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have every last life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn or judge the world, depending on your translation, judge the world, but that the world would be saved through him. So the point is, is that the cross didn't just change God's perspective towards born-again people, that the cross gave God, if you will, permission to release mercy because he dealt with judgment, which, let me say it differently, God had to create justice, otherwise he's a crooked judge. You know, on Fox News, every once in a while, Bill O'Reilly will have this judge who let off the, you know, the person who molested five children and then... You know, he gets caught again, and, you know, Bill O'Reilly's got this segment that he does about the judge who's kind of crooked. Well, how many of you understand that if God just lets people off without creating justice, he's like, those, he's like a crooked judge, a judge on the take. He's got shifting shadows is the way that Jude puts it. But God doesn't have any shifting shadows. God doesn't let you free. He doesn't extend mercy until he takes care of justice. So Jesus creates justice by God judging sin on the cross. Jesus became sin, the Bible says. God judges sin on the cross, now he can release mercy without being crooked. On this side of the cross, they couldn't do that. If God released people from judgment on this side of the cross, how many understand he'd be a crooked judge? But on this side of the cross, Jesus paid for sin, so now God has full permission to release mercy and still be justified. Are you following me? So, the, the, what I'm saying is this. Here's the point, this point. The cross didn't just change God's perspective on Christians. It allowed God's perspective on humanity to be different because Jesus didn't die for Christians. He died for the world. In other words, what I'm getting at is this. It doesn't just rain on us because we're righteous. It rains on people who don't deserve it. That's the point. God makes the sun rise on people who don't deserve it. You can't stand outside today on this side of the cross and stop the rain because people sin. You can't cause an earthquake because people sin. Mm, this is getting deep. Why not? Because the cross. When you say, um, hey, those people, that country, that city, 
that nation deserves to be punished. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. But so do you. And somehow the church has developed this mentality like once we got in by grace, we want everybody else to get in through their works. That was Chris Valentin, and you can find that clip if you go to Chris Valentin Ministries at Facebook. And also you can find out more information about his ministry at chrisvalentin.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. Have a great day.